0: Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports show. My name is Michael Raziel, I got Sian Najat, I got Joel Shrek, and we are here breaking down the RSM Classic down in Georgia, still not too far away from where we were last week. And last week was a good week. It was Masters week. It was a good, good week. Our man Sian he he profited a couple bucks. I think I saw 7K somewhere around there. Sia, how you doing tonight, buddy? good man i I was trying to figure out
1: how i was gonna humble brag uh last weekend but i think you did it for me i'm good no i got a nice nice little 7k on the
0: on the long shot second place i'll take it buddy you're great and uh our our good friend joel down there at Draftmaster flex i heard he did pretty well apparently he texted me i completely missed it but i heard you did pretty well too buddy how how, uh how, how are you doing today
2: i'm doing good i won i won 4k i'll take it it's uh you know, it's not the 50K hit that, that I've grown accustomed to, but yes. I'll, I'll have to accept this. I'll have to accept
0: it. Accept it for what it is. I would think I would take 4K. Uh, I, actually, I would. I don't think I would. I, I know I would take 4K. <laughs> I did not win any money, unfortunately. Uh Entered a 3 Max. It didn't go so well for me. But it is what it is. S-Guy already in the chat. S-Guy, Joe, how did you do? last week at the masters i mean if you listen half the show here i mean three two two thirds of the show there we go mike get your fraction straight i did really 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 well so as a guy i hope you were one you were on that side a little bit of housekeeping as always Windailysports.com backslash chat seven free days in the expert discord chat where you get to talk to joel you get to talk to sia showdowns pga but you also can hop over get a little of that NFL action as well. And Joel has been crushing college football. So if you want, you can ask him some questions in there. I saw some people in there the other day hitting you up, uh, which we like to see uh, S guy cash. One of the two lineups. All right. Hey man, 50%. I think uh, meatloaf has a song about that. If I'm not mistaken, right. See ya. Um, wow. How do you know these references, man? You're 14 years old. It makes it's no crazy. sense. It's crazy. So, so
1: listen, uh, Joe, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, as usual a lot of the subscribers did really well last weekend, which honestly like, I, this is gonna sound so contrived and like like, basically BS, but to I'm see so it. many subscribers saying like, hey, this was like the best I've ever done in, in PGA golf. And it's it, it just, it's, um, it was really cool to see. There was actually people who were kind of frustrated because they got six to six through and they didn't cash because mm. their guys completely tanked um, Saturday and Sunday. And so it's kind of one of those things, it's like, man, y- it, you picked well you just got a little bit unlucky with a, a crash and burn on saturday and or sunday so that kind of sucks but i mean honestly the whole team the whole family including like everybody the subscribers as well it was a really really positive weekend and we got a lot of momentum going into the rsm
0: yes very excited for it. i was actually one of my lineups was six out of six um and when uh, it just it just didn't work out unfortunately and yes we might have buried the lead a little bit, I guess we could say. Uh, good buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah, friend of the show, we'd like to call him. You know, director of NFL content over here at WinDaily Daily Sports. Dude likes golfing. Now he really likes golf DFS. Uh, Sticks Picks uh, at Sticks Picks took home a cool 50K. So, Joel, I guess, you know, your, your mantle, it has been disturbed. It has been broken. Sticks is now our our uh, our golf lord. Maybe he, maybe you're going to be kicked out of the show soon. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. We we share a mental. That is, he is oh. he is welcome to join the mental <laughs> with me as a team. the Win Daily team, we're all winners here. That's why it's it. Win Daily. Love and, it.
1: And as we discussed on Twitter, that the team that, that Sticks picks, who is actually like truly brilliant, um, particularly when it comes to the NFL, but the team that he comprised was largely him just kind of sitting in Discord and like waiting for the back and forth. Don't get me wrong. Uh, obviously he he made his own picks at the end of the day but like it's just a credit to discord and the winddale golf team because that is what kind of propelled him to have the the right lineup and by the way and and I got to admit he had this guy before I d- I deemed him the secret weapon but Matt Wallace was my secret weapon and Matt Wallace I, I believe was on that 50k team so um that was a ton of leverage i mean he didn't do great on sunday but but thursday through saturday he was great and, you know, he was owned at like 4% at the end of the day. So that was a nice little leverage for him and myself for my uh, second place win.
0: It all works out. Joel, you're, uh, your crew's popping in. Joel is still the top dog. I guess technically in terms of golf winnings, yes, Joel is still our top dog. Steven, we appreciate easily. You. Yes, very, very much so. But shout out to Sticks Picks again. 50K at the Masters. Nothing like the Masters, man. But we move on. We keep rolling this season. Craziest one ever. I think we can all say that hands down 2020 craziest year ever. I think we all can agree, at least my lifetime. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I've only been on this earth, what, like 12 years, right? So yeah, I don't know. So it's been pretty crazy. It has been pretty crazy. But we are on uh, to the RSM Classic. We still have some people in this tournament, some guys that we know, some guys that we love, some guys that we played just this past weekend and, you know, scrolling down through the list, you know, in the seven, the eight K range, that's where we start to say, okay, these guys again, but up top, I mean, we have Webb Simpson. We have Sun JM who did fantastic at the masters first time for him, if I'm not mistaken, right? That was one reason why we were kind of off of him a little bit dude balled out. So uh shout out to Sun JM on there, Tommy Fleetwood tear hot. so a lot of these guys, we do know, we do love, we have played them many, many times before. So Sia, before we hop into that elite range of golfer, um, we need to be good off the tee and we need to be good at approach. Did I do it? Is that it? Did I, now <laughs> it's good, we can just hop right into it?
1: Um, pretty much. I mean, you don't have to be as good off the tee uh, other than just being accurate, which is where you want to be. I think a couple things to know here, it's a little finicky this weekend because you have two courses. So Thursday and Friday, the, the players are going to be playing two different courses, the seaside and the plantation course hmm. they are both relatively short both relatively easy you know one's easier than the other but it's by like you know a, a stroke or so so it's nothing like super super I mean I guess in golf terms that's dramatic but that's really nothing for you to concentrate on um, ultimately you need to be accurate you need to be good on approach accurate on your drives and you know just like anything else you want to you want to have a hot putter but like what's that worth from an analysis standpoint obviously if you got a guy that's drilling it from 40 40 feet out like Mackenzie Hughes seems to do every other tournament that's great but you know, these guys have hot putters and they have cold putters. Uh Being being good around the green is probably a little bit more important this week than other courses. Uh, another thing to note, you know, it's, it's on an island. Uh It's a coastal course, if you will. So it's going to have some like windy conditions, but it doesn't look like the wind is going to be like Cleveland Browns, dramatic, mm-hmm. like 30 mile per hour gusts, 40 mile per hour gusts. So we're looking at, as of now, like 10 to 20 mile per hour winds kind of here and there throughout the tournament it's nothing as far as right now it's nothing to like change how you are stacking your players or using your players but you know as we get to wednesday night and we get a more definitive weather report like we can obviously talk about what in discord for example whether or not there's a am or pm advantage but -hmm. again you got different courses too so you know just my advice right now is just pick the players you want to pick don't worry about the weather
0: that's interesting. Two courses. You usually don't see that on the PGA Tour too often. Joel, anything you'd like to add to that?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with everything Cia said there. I think the, the biggest thing to note is it's a huge field. There's two courses. There's a there's a bit of a course history, but the, the biggest thing to think about is don't try and over I like what Cia is saying. Don't try and overthink like the weather, the courses, right? You want to just kind of take the best form If you maybe can get a little bit of an edge by guys that have some successful history here, that's fine, too, because they will be playing the same course over the weekend once they make the cut. But like he said, you know, two different courses, so many guys you know, let's just try and stick to the basics the best we can, opposed to try and overthink too much, too many um, obstacles here this week.
0: I love that. And so I will, I will assume the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, Joel, but if it's a very big field with a lot of guys, some of which we I'm assuming are going to love throughout, is this one of your stars and scrubs? Is this one of your balanced or are we, are we still going with the coined? uh, What what was it? The, the hybrid stars and scrubs lineup, (laughs) which, which of these three processes are you looking at this week?
2: So I will say the hybrid stars and scrubs lab is, is what happened last week. So that worked. It worked. First of all, it worked. Now, this week, it's just stars and scrubs. So the, the the thought this week is there's a few guys at the top echelon that I think are just head and shoulders above the rest of the field. And then after that, you kind got to have a dip. A lot of those guys that aren't in the top five to seven um aren't going to be a big difference from them down to the bottom, right? A lot of these guys are in a similar field, but again, like DraftKings, they have to make tiers. So I think the best approach for this week is to take those guys in the top that are, are ahead and shoulders above and then balance out your lineup because there's not going to be a big difference between 67, 6,800 and 77, 8,000.
0: I love it. All right, see ya. Let's jump into this. This top tier of golfer, as I already said, a couple of their names, Webb Simpson, he did all right last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Sanjay M did fantastic. Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, I'm Mr. Henley, talk to me a little bit about these uh, five-digit guys here. Yeah, I mean, Webb finished in the top 10. He was 10th, and, and Sungjae, as you know, was a little bit better than that at second. But
1: uh, pretty impressive for Webb's, seeing as though that was a course that, you know, he was supposed to be a little bit too short for, if you will. So, again, wet conditions might maybe played to his advantage ultimately. But so there's, as usual, there looks to be, what, five guys that are 10,000 or above. By the way, if you haven't reserved your lineups yet, like I would really recommend reserving like you, you guys know I, I like to play the single entry and the three maxes. Um Michael, I know you like to play those too. So go ahead and reserve those now. I mean, you know, when we're in Discord and you guys are showing us lineups, it's really important for us to know if you're in a single entry. Because for example, Web Simpson, he's he's looking like he's gonna be like 35, maybe like close to 40% owned, which is super, super chalky. But that can be okay in a max entry contest if you're getting really, really different elsewhere. And, and it can be okay in a single entry, but you don't have to get as different obviously in a single entry or a three max entry, especially if it's a limited field. So, you know, I would really, really recommend there's some people in discord that were like, you know, I was in the money, but, but barely. And it's like, well, yeah, but you entered like the big, you know, guaranteed 150 max enter contest. And so you did really well considering, but if you put that in a single entry or a three max, it would have been a completely different story. You would have been maybe a touch happier. So my recommendation is on like when the, when the salaries come out like Monday afternoon, usually, Um, go ahead and reserve a few of those single entries and just, you know, sit and wait for like this show and your your own research and discord and all that stuff and go from there. But like I said, Webb Simpson is really popular, but he's really popular for good reason. Like last week, I didn't avoid the chalk with Dustin Johnson because I thought Dustin Johnson was in such a zone. There were like so many reasons to, and he was, he was underpriced as everybody knows. It was like a, (laughs) like a silly price. If you think about it And, and Webb Simpson, this isn't a silly price by any means, but he's he he's in really good form and he's such a good fit for this course. So I will have a lot of Webb Simpson. If I'm in a bigger contest, I will probably maybe fade him or just try to get really different elsewhere. But I'm not saying Webb is a lock button guy, but like he should be in a lot of your lineups, you know, regardless of how many lineups you're doing. In my opinion, he should be in a lot of your lineups. I'm I'm probably not going to be on Sungjay. I mean, I just, he's just not one of my guys. And one thing I want to stress here is there are so many guys in this tournament, especially since it's a short tournament that, are really qualified to do well here. So you're just going to have to make some calls and some decisions that you don't want to make and just x out guys that you're you are a fan of, but like you can't be a fan of everybody. You just can't. So you have to make you have to, you know, check as many boxes as you can with the guy that you like and if he's if he checks all the boxes, then keep him there and fade the guys that maybe have one less box check. So Tommy Fleetwood I think is interesting. His ownership is low. He's pretty impressive last week considering how bad he was prior to last week. So he's in, in this range. I rank it Webb Simpson Tommy Fleetwood, and then I guess probably Russell Henley ahead of Tommy Fleetwood, and then I'll probably end up fading Sung Jm and Terrell Hatton. Um, I'll let I'll let Joel talk about Henley because I mean everybody kind of knows at this point Henley's been playing really well. I mean it, it's it's a high price, but he's he's definitely elite in this field. I'm probably going to be underweight on him, and and I should note he's tracking at around twenty percent ownership. But my, okay. my my main guys here are Webb Simpson and probably Henley, but. Webb is the one I'm really a big fan of and a little bit of Tommy Fleetwood.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll get to the uh, the the sportsbooks odds in a second because I think that'll paint a little bit extra of a picture. But Joel, talk to me a little bit about the rest of these guys.
2: Yeah, I'm fully, I think Sia made a really good point there. I think often when you're building your lineups, you tend to get too focused on like how to build a tournament lineup and, you know, ownership might be too high. But at the end of the day, listen, there's definitely points where that's a very fair argument, but also... There's a reason why ownership is really high, right? This is the best golfer in the field, and you know, like we saw last week with DJ, he won the tournament, and then you didn't make much money if you didn't have him in your lineup. So um, you don't want to get too, you don't too much like fade chalky players if they're just the best player in the field. There's a likelihood they're gonna, you're gonna need them to cash. So I kind of feel that way about Webb, and I'm feeling similarly this week um, as I did last week, and I feel that one of these top seven or eight guys is gonna win the tournament. So. Doesn't have to guarantee be Webb, but Webb is probably the definitely the favorite and probably my most targeted uh, golfer. Um, and then, you know, in addition to Webb, you know, I, I do like Sanjay just strictly because he's riding that hot streak. Um, don't love him. And it, it, it's going to be hard to play him at this price because, you know, he's going to have to first or second, or he's not going to do you very much good. So you really need him to, to come in again. And, you know, do you really, is Sanjay going to go second and then first? I don't know. So, Fading him, I think, is a really fair fair strategy this week. But, again, he could. I mean, he's, he's, playing, he's in the ball great. He's playing really hot. And then, yeah, I mean, Henley's current form has been unreal. I mean, he has two top t- t- fives in the last uh, five outings, and he's got a couple of 30s. So if you want to play Henley, I think it's a completely fair play. But you're going to have a hard time building your roster with more than two stars. So you just got to pick your favorite two. And I'm pretty close to having a lot of web. So I'll probably just kind of scatter through um, the rest of this top frame would move with one other one between Tommy, Hatton and Henley. I would say Hatton's probably my second flavor in this range, but I think they're all pretty pretty close. Uh, uh, Web one and then everyone else pretty close.
0: I like that. And yeah, and I think it's really important again to, uh, as you both said, there's so many people in this field and and Joel, you touched upon it in the beginning, the difference between 7800 and 6700 is not nearly as much as it is in, in some of the tournaments. I mean, obviously the Masters, but even just some of the other tournaments that we've been seeing uh, throughout the, uh, the, the shutdown, the pandemic and, and so on and so forth. So Webb Simpson has the best odds to win at plus 850. If you think he's going to get the top five, you can get him at plus 200. If you think he's top 10, it's still plus money. It's still plus 100. I mean, that's really not like it's not that crazy, you know, right? That's just a, you know, essentially a 50-50 at that point. So if you think you can get top 10, there you go. You probably just won yourself a couple bucks. Interesting to note, T.R. Hatton, uh, 10-4 here on DraftKings, the DFS site. He's has the second-best odds to win at plus 1,600. So Webb has two times better of odds, essentially. But Hatton is the second-best, and he is towards the bottom of this elite range, which is interesting. Sanjay M comes in at 22. Tommy Fleetwood and Russell Henley both at 25. Uh, with Harris English, uh, we haven't gotten him yet, so we'll get to him, but he has the next-best odds. So I think it's interesting. You know, It seems like both of you guys... Are saying you know not so much on the Sun JM thing. You kind of are a little bit more on. C.I. I understand again. You have to cross people out just because that's how it goes. But it is interesting that Tyrrell Hatton, even though he does have a significantly less price, I mean you could save six hundred bucks. You can do some stuff with that, especially towards the bottom. Um, that 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 money can become important uh, when you are looking at the the DraftKings price versus the sportsbook odds. So it's just something to pay attention to. So, Joel. Let's talk about this 9K range. Again, a bunch of guys we know, a bunch of guys we love, a bunch of guys we have played and made money with so far. 9K range not super big, but, I mean, there's some guys. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Harris English, Jason Day, Ustazen, who did pretty well uh, at the Masters, Shane Shane Lowry, Joaquin Neiman. Sebastian Munoz, lost money on him. Thanks, see ya. Uh Talk to me a little bit about this Nike range. That wasn't even my guy, was hey, it? I dude, hey, I wrote it down on my piece of paper. I put a dollar <laughs> oh, on it and I lost. Wait I a minute, a oh, you not a
1: first-round first leader. Oh, well, he had a great tournament last week, <laughs> for, the, for the record.
2: Yeah, Munoz was a great value play last week. Um, I think what's what's confusing here, I think this was going to reiterate my point earlier in the the price inscrivances, is a lot of these guys that we're seeing in this, in this range Last week we're in the six thousands. So yeah, seven, yeah, you know, you, sevens. they had to kind of pull them up here to fill out this this kind of roster. So you that was gonna show you there can't be that big of a drop down to six thousand because they were already at the bottom starting last week. So um I do like some of these guys. I think that the difficulty with this range is that it's just you know hard to play these guys because you have to fill out your roster. If you're gonna play Web and one other guy at the top, you just can't fit them in. If you wanna take Web and one of these guys and then kind of balance your roster, that's I like that. That's fine. If you really have a strong conviction in this range who I like, um, I like Fitzpatrick. If you want to throw a few shares on him, I don't love him. I think my favorite play, two plays in this range, three plays I'll give are going to be day Neiman and uh, Louie up. Um, So those will be the the guys in this range that, that I will be targeting. I love it. Hey, let me ask
1: you, Joel, about Joaquin Neiman. Are, are you worried at all about – because I'm actually surprised. His, his ownership percentage is in double digits, and, and, and that's because he's talented. Don't get me wrong. But I would have thought coming off of COVID, people just would have naturally been like, no, I'm not really into that. Now, Don't get me wrong, like 13%, 14%, whatever it's tracking at isn't like super high. But what's your opinion on the, the COVID issue and you're know, coming out of that?
2: So I think that's a really good point, that, that there is definitely a concern um, – because and my biggest concern is more because of the last few guys we saw get COVID and then come back, they didn't do too well their first couple of tournaments. It took them, takes them a, maybe a tournament or two before they get their legs under them. Um, so I do think that's a good, on the other side of the coin, um, his recent form is almost unparalleled. I mean, he's, when he has played recently, he's been unbelievable. And I'll just kind of look at the numbers real quick. Um, so he obviously didn't play the last three tournaments, but going back to the Zozo, he was 17th. The CJ Cup, he was six, and then he was tied for thirteenth at the Shriners. So, this is a guy who, you know, if he has that form still, he's as elite as they come for this field. Um, but yeah, that's just a that's a factor that you have to play, and you have to kind of just take that risk of what you feel comfortable with in terms of if you think he'll be able to come back in full swing for this tournament, or if he's still going to have some lingering COVID effect.
1: You catch that, Michael? Full
0: swing. That, that's, next, that's next. No, level. I totally, totally missed that. Right over my head, honestly. <laughs>
1: No, that's fair. I mean, I think if I'm going to have, let's, I mean, I'm just guessing, like I'll probably have like, let's say 15 lineups this this week. I mean, I'd probably have Joaquim Neiman in, in one of them and I'm not even like a fan of having him. So it would make sense that if, if you believe in Joaquin Neiman's talent, which you should, frankly, you know, having him in a couple lineups out of 10, like absolutely makes sense. But for me, it's probably going to be a fade, but it's that, that's something that could really cost me at the end of the day, because it's not that's not a super talented field at the top. We know Joaquin, but I don't know. Uh, he, just not for me, I guess. But in that 9,000 range, Harris English is interesting because his ownership's really high. I think this is his home course. He's like directly from this area. But what's interesting about that is three of the last four cuts at this tournament, he's missed. Now you could make the argument, well, he's playing better this year than he ever has, but still, it's your home course and three out of the last four you've missed like it's not exactly that's not like singing your praises you know he's he's close to 20 percent ownership so that's probably a fade for me i just want to point out jason day is really interesting i feel like i might be missing something with his back injury because his ownership is really 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 low now he's coming off a miscut for the masters but before that he was good and he's clearly one of the elite guys in this field And and. I mean, if his iron game is, is working, you know, this guy is going to kill it. So like, this is one of those I want to study. Cause I had heard rumblings a couple days ago that he had mentioned that his back was bothering him, mm. but with that said, well, okay, well, why are you entering, you know, your body enough that you would, ent- if, if you didn't think it could sustain four days, you wouldn't be playing. So I kind of want to investigate this over the next 24 hours, because at this ownership, I just think it's super interesting. Cause you could make the argument that a healthy Jason day should be right in the Fleetwood and Hatton range you know what i'm saying so it, that's something that's interesting other than that in this range i'm really not a fan of anybody i'm probably not going to be chasing the sebastian muñoz points he's very good this might be the sebastian this might be the real deal kind of guy but ownership is high and and, and aside from ownership cuz we did tell you to discard that to some degree I just don't see him putting up this many good tournaments in a row. It's just, I'm not seeing it. So I agree with Joel in this 9K range. I'm, I'm not going to be on a lot of guys. I mean, I'm looking hard at Jason Day and Louie, and that's probably it.
0: Louie, Louie. He was in the one lineup that I had that went six for six, but just did not cash. Uh, it is it, what it is, though.
2: What, what can be hard to overcome, I think, is a good point. something we mentioned before is You know, I'm so used to looking at Munoz as a great value play in the six thousands that now when he's a top price play, it's like it doesn't—it's not clicking for me, right? It's like, well, this isn't a value play, right? This is one of my premier targets, which he's not for me. He's a value. If he was six thousand, I'd be like, gotta play him. But at this price, he's got to be a top dog and be consistent. So therefore, um, he's not as interesting.
1: Yeah, totally agree. You may as well. You may if if you're trying to roster Munoz, you may as well step up and like spend a little bit more on, on a guy. Like honestly, even in the like a Henley, you know, I, mean, I know that's a, that's a big price difference, but then you can just kind of dip down because I, I just, I, I don't think he's going to do it again. And he's super popular. I think people just like rostering him at this point. So you can count well, me what
2: out. It, what, what it is, is he, he if you liked him last week and he did well for you, you were like, Oh, let me go back. Right. And I think that's where we're getting to with the price discrepancy. Right. It's like, he did well for you last week at a price, right? Yeah. Now it's a different price and he's a, he's a different player in your roster. Right. It's like, uh, for instance, give you an analogy. It's like Scotty Miller, right? Scotty Miller as your fifth receiver when you need to play him is a great replacement receiver, right? <laughs> but when he's your number two every week, it's like, I don't know if I love Scotty Miller as my number two. But as the fifth guy that's going to play, sure. Yeah, we'll play Scotty Miller.
1: Um, okay, first of all, football analogies are the best analogies. And second <laughs> of all, football analogies are the best analogies. Mm,
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. That Sam. was awesome. actually see- like it. Yeah, we were trying to say
1: for everybody listening like that totally makes sense. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly how you should be looking at Sebastian Munoz right now. (laughs) I
0: yeah, that actually put it into incredible context for me. I, I appreciate it. And I'm in. I'm in Scotty Miller. Don't really need him anymore, considering Antonio Brown's there. So we really don't need Sebastian Munoz anymore because he's way too expensive. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Just one note over here on the sportsbook side. Harris English, as I said before, actually has the best odds out of everybody in this group. Him and Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus twenty eight hundred right behind Henley and Fleetwood. And this is where I don't know if either DraftKings doesn't know or if they just don't care, but Corey Connors, Jason Day, Jason Kokrak, Shane Lowry, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Ustazen, and Ian Poulter all have the same odds to win at plus 3,500. So some of those dudes are in the 8K range. Some of those dudes are in the 9K range. It pretty much just spans the whole thing. So I don't know, again, if that's DraftKings not knowing or not caring. But again, if you're kind of hung up on uh, this guy or the other, well will check the odds out. I know that's something that Styx did when he was making his 50K lineup. Y- you pay attention to the Vegas odds because, again, as much as we hate these European sports books and odds makers, they just copy the dudes over in Vegas anyway. So it's something to pay attention to and something to um, be uh, be aware of. See you uh, OK.
1: Also, keep in mind that that between the time that these these lines came out, I'm not talking about the DraftKings pricing. I'm talking about the lines, mm-hmm. for the, the outright lines, and the time that we're doing this podcast, which of course is Tuesday night. Um, some of these players have been bet down. You know what I mean? Like Ian Poulter mm-hmm. might have taken a big bet, and all of a sudden, instead of you know whatever whatever you said he was like, is now you know six spots higher than that. So it's something to keep in mind. That I mean, it doesn't really. I mean. You would want to know that information regardless, because yes. obviously, if people are putting if, if sharps or people, I mean, there's not a lot of I don't know how many sh- like sharps are in golf necessarily, but if money is being put on Ian Poulter and it's driving his price to a Corny- Corey Connors uh, value, then you'd want to know that in DFS too. Mm-hmm. So it's relevant regardless. But keep in mind, like the the algorithm for DraftKings or FanDuel pumps something out, and then all of a sudden people get to bet it, and things shift on one side, but they don't shift on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly, and I think that's why. Just pay attention. Again, it doesn't tell the whole story, but it definitely it's it's a chapter in the book of DFS golf.
1: Yeah, it is a chapter. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. Absolutely. I hit it. Let's go. All right. So as we said before, this the elite range, the nine K range, you're probably only going to be able to grab one, uh, probably two of those guys in some capacity. See, so yeah, let's hop down to this eight K range. I already said some of the names we got a couple dudes that we know and love in this range. So talk to me a little bit. How are you feeling about this 8K range and in your stars and scrubs builds?
1: Yeah. So I, I like this 8K range better than I like the 9K range. I mean, I, I suppose when it comes to stars and scrubs, I think in this tournament, you could go Webb Simpson and you could probably jam in two of these guys and then just do the whatever you have left. You can do the rest of your lineups with maybe a couple 7K and a 6K, however the math works out. Um Especially since I think there's really good value in the 7k range, which we'll talk about. Okay, so Corey Connors, I like. I was on he was on my my, um 7k team last week. Uh and he was like obviously every every golfer is critical to your to coming in like high in a in a DraftKings contest, but he just killed it for me, frankly. And he's the reason why he was on that team last week is because he's been really good lately. I mean, he's made five cuts in a row. Um, what was he, tenth, tenth at Mm -hmm. the
0: Masters? Yep.
1: So The guy's in good form. I mean, he's a little pricey, but I'm not super worried about price this week because I know there's some 7K guys that I like, so it's kind of whatever. He's a little chalky, I guess, around 15% ownership. That makes sense. Uh, But, yeah, he's a guy I really like. Going down the list, you know, Fratelli's a former secret weapon. I have some love for him, but I'm probably not going to be on him. He had a great week last week. Fratelli's not the type of guy that has two good weeks in a row. It's just no, not no. It's just not something. He's he's not a consistent golfer. He uh, go- he
0: is he is the kind of guy that wears Rex specs though. So ugh. yeah,
1: Yikes. what's that about? He's Yikes. like the Kurt Rambis, of, right?
0: Um, golf. We used to make fun of my brother when he was in like second grade because he wore Rex specs. Never wore them again. Last year Never. then. By the way, <laughs> Kurt
1: Rambis was a, a basketball player for the Los Angeles yes, Lakers. Yes,
0: yes, familiar. He was a head coach <laughs> of some team, uh, the Knicks, I think. Something <laughs> about the triangle offense. I, I don't know. Anyway, please, please <laughs> okay. move on.
1: Please um, all right. So uh, let's see. Who else do I like in this range? Uh, I'll note that a lot of people like Kisner, not for me. Um, Harmon, not for me. Justin Rose, too inconsistent. I always get Justin Rose wrong. The only other guys other than Corey Connors that I like in this range are Charles Howell. I like him a little bit. He, he did actually pretty well last week. Super low ownership. But more importantly, I like Doc Redman a lot. So I would say Corey Connors, then Doc Redman. By the way, Doc Redman, great ball striker. Struggles around the green a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't come into play too much this week uh, because the ball striking so good. But uh, I think you know Doc Redman from a from an outright bet standpoint, and same same with Corey Connors. Um, those two I I really like, Charles Howell, and then finally Ian Poulter. I like him as well. Th- those are the guys in the nine K range that I like.
0: Eight K, but I love it. I love AK, it. Ch three. We got a lot of threes. This is uh this is a lot of fun. Another one coming. Oh oh I know oh I know. Joel, talk to me uh happy 12th birthday mike i'm sorry thank you thank you rocker you're a dickhead uh joel talk to me a little bit about michael 8K. he's only 12 he gets mike when he's like <laughs> 17 talk to me about this 8k range uh
2: yeah so first i just want to touch on kurt Rabbis was the next Knicks- Hired as the Knicks defensive coordinator, and the Knicks were the worst defensive team in the NBA. That's what it was. Thank so you. Thank you. He thank then you, somehow you. became the part-time head coach, and they were still terrible. Uh, but he seems like a certainly nice guy.
0: So, um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, come on the pod, <laughs> Kurt Rambis. Come on the pod. We're not going to insult you anymore. Don't worry.
2: Uh, for this reason, I'm, I'm me and Lucia are actually fully aligned this week. I think we have a lot of similar takes, which is good. I think it's interesting because when you have that, that means we're seeing a lot of the same things. So that, that should tell you something. But. I like what Cia said here as well, where you can take Webb and then you, you can cram in maybe two of these guys, because I think this is a more interesting price level with talent and then kind of balance out your lineup from there. So within this range, who I'm looking at, I think Connors, um, coming off last week. He's in really good form. I think he's a really good play here. Um, I think uh, Cockrat could be another interesting play to get back to. He wasn't as great last week, but before that, his form has been really solid. So this is one of those spots where maybe people are starting to look away from him and it's where he probably hasn't gone too far away. So he may be a good way to – stick to your guns. And, you know, even though he didn't show up last week, he's still been in pretty good form. I really like a lot Kisner and Harmon, um, mainly because they have course history here. They've each had some really, really positive success on this course. Uh, Kisner didn't make the cut last year, but he has seventh, fourth, and then he won it in 2016. So he's done really well here. And Harmon too. Harmon has tied for 14th, 32nd, and fourth. So those two guys can be really interesting. They they obviously see something on this course that that, that does well for them. And similarly is, is – um, ch3 charles out um he's won it in in 2019 tied for 13th and then tied for ninth and then he missed the cut twice so it is a mixed bag but at the end of the day i'm looking at what you're ceiling, right we're trying to get guys that are going to get us as high as they can. we don't need the guys that can consistently get in the 30s right we need guys that can get to the top 10 as high as possible because that's what's going to catch on our gpps which most of us are playing so from that standpoint we know he can and he's done it consistently gotten the top 10 here. so i think uh that's another good target and then um Though I am with I would see on, on Doc Redmond in that I think he can easily be in the nine thousands. I actually think he's a bit underpriced here. So I think he's a value just the fact that you're getting him at eight thousand. He could be a, a great plug-in player.
0: Very interesting about Fratelli and Redmond. So their prices are pretty different. Eighty eight hundred for Fratelli, eight K for Doc Redmond. They're both at plus six thousand to win the tournament, which is actually behind Pretty much everybody else in this range, which is really interesting, and sizably behind someone like Jason Cockrack K- at thirty five hundred plus thirty five hundred to win. So, interesting. Again, just something to note. Something to that note. That is so, interesting, right? Like it's, that's that's a pretty
1: sizable and, number. And and just just to like put all of this together, and as much as we like Doc Redman, that's notable for a couple reasons because a that's like you know. <laughs> Half the value as a guy that's in, in a similar, pre- when you're talking about Doc Redmond, mm-hmm. and he's he's really trending, like he's trending close to 25% ownership. So we'll see what how that measures out with Steven's yep. article tomorrow in DailySports.com. But mm-hmm. my point is, you know, when you have a guy that, that that is that popular and that the odds are saying, hey, listen, there are so many other guys that either already have money on them or who Vegas decided, you know, were better than him, like that's when you, like, I kind of sit back and I'm like, all right. I still like Doc Redman, but instead of having him in four out of 15 lineups, maybe I'll have him in three. Instead of having him in Mm -hmm. six or seven out of 15 lineups, maybe I'll have him in four or something. So the point is – you don't have to take that information and be like, "Oh, I'm I'm fading him completely." Mm-hmm. It's, exactly. it's all like a balancing act. You take your information and you filter down, and maybe you have one or two less lineups with your Doc Redmond. So that's really important information, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, it's and, just sizable. How, like it's it's crazy how big that is. Again, when you when you see Kokrak at 3,500 uh, plus 3,500, and he's only 700 dollars more, and then Fertelli is at 88, and he's also at plus 6,000 where Redmond is. It's just. Again, it's it's a small, it's a different tournament. It's not the Masters, so I don't know if we have our uh, you know our A team, crack team on it, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. What do you got, Joel?
2: Yeah, I just want to add to that. I think what's important to think of is when you build out your player pool, right? Um, I think what C is saying is spot on, but it is important to keep them in that one or two because if you like them, and you just want to get yes. different with ownership, and the rest of your player pool is spot on, and ends up having a great tournament, you're like, if I just didn't go off of him, I would have won huge money. like, alright, well at least if the rest of your player pool hits and you have one or two lineups with him in there, then you should still be able to cash and hit those lineups. So, don't completely fade him, but yeah, change your ownership percentage. If it's going to be too high, you change your percentage and then if, if your player pool hits, um, then you won't come back to really bite you. It's like, uh, it's a funny, I'm not sure, I, I'm not an analogy. Dude. Oh, I was going to sure. say, another one? It's another one. I'm you've ever seen the movie uh, Draft Day. Uh, I think, I think the NFL that's one for- movie I
1: haven't seen, but Kevin Costner, oh, I believe. Well, yeah, I heard it's, it's a great like,
0: movie. Absolutely terrible.
2: No, wow. I actually heard yeah. it was pretty good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. No, you I you a it. Okay. Right, okay. But um. the point is, in the beginning of the movie, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin it for you. He writes down before the day starts who he's going to take. And he goes, place this player's name down no matter what. Then the day goes on. Crazy stuff happens. you gotta gets everything. And at the end of the day, all this crazy stuff happens. And he ended up getting his guy. So the point is, if you have a guy that you're on, ownership, what we tell you, all that stuff. Make sure you keep your guy, no matter what, in your life.
0: I love it. That's another great analogy, and it comes back to football, which I think is very important. We've all watched the draft, right, and we all understand how that goes. So, Joel, you know what I I
2: always
1: say about football analogies? uh,
0: Two things, right?
1: Two things. One, football analogies are the best analogies. And
0: And two, um, you got this. They're the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, but, yeah, the football analogies are the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you want from me, man? I'm 14. I'm not trying to read a book. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, all right, let's let us move on. So as you both said, this 7K range, the 6K range, we're going to have to have a couple guys out of here, especially if we're doing a little stars and a little scrubs. So this is, um, I'm not a fan of scrubs. I I don't want a no scrubs. Oh, the- I love, the scr- I love this. I freaking love the show Scrubs, but sure, scrubs, I don't want also. no scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Um, I don't remember who I started lightest with. Who I <laughs> that was literally
1: the whitest thing. I've ever heard.
0: Weezer does a great. <laughs> Weezer does a fantastic cover of TLC. No scrubs. So highly suggested. After this show, put that on. Absolute gem. See, so yeah, talk to me a little bit about the seven K range and where we're going and where we're gonna find some value.
1: So I'll go pretty quick through 7,900, and this is DraftKings pricing, of course, through 7,500 because this is such a big range. It'll, it'll it'll bore you to tears if I go through every single person here. So let me just tell you the guys I like uh, in in that like the mid the 7,900 to 7,500. Taylor Gooch is interesting. I mean, I, this is another guy just like Justin Rose. I always play wrong. Like he's great when I don't play him and then, you know, vice versa. So um, again, you have to take stands here. So a guy with that type of volatility, I'm probably not going to be on because there's so many guys you could like in the 7K range. So as I go down, Brendan Todd, I like Brendan Todd. He's been pretty bad lately. He had a broken toe. I really don't know if that played into him being bad. Again, it's one of those things where if that was really affecting his game, like why would he have played certain tournaments? So I I don't really know what to think of the broken toe, but he is such a good course fit. And so as bad as he's been, I love the fact that he's, pretty cheap relative to you know the talent in this field and that he's under 10 percent ownership i just think he's the type of guy that if he's on could like really like win you a um a tournament so i like brendan todd i'll probably skip over lee westwood he's definitely emerging but he's not a guy that i'm really ever on denny mccarthy is interesting he's been really 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 good lately he's also very popular again i don't want to get too caught up in ownership percentage But again, I also have to take some stands. So I probably won't be on much Denny McCarthy, but he's definitely a guy that like in your cash lineups, I would obviously recommend. Um, By the way, I skipped over Sam Burns. He recently withdrew. I don't know if people know that. Sam Burns, um, Bill Haas, and uh, Brian Gay withdrew. And there's a few other guys, including Joel's boy, uh, Hickok. Uh, is in this field now that those guys uh, withdrew. The other the other names aren't notable enough for us to talk about right now. Um, the other guys I like, Austin Cook, I like a lot. Um, he's a former secret weapon. Um, he's been, he won here in 2018. So obviously the course history is there. He's been great on approach. He's been great off the tee lately. He's just one of those guys that's like super under the radar. And that's why I, he's still under the radar. And maybe after this tournament, he won't be. But um, I like him. He's not super under the radar, I guess, because he's looking. it's looking like 12% ownership. But that's not super, super high. I like him. And then going down to 7,500 range, I think that's actually it until we get to 7,400 where there's a couple guys I like. So, Joel, you can you can take over from there.
2: Yeah, so um, this range – Or from the, the 7,900 range. Sorry. This range obviously has, has a lot of golfers in it. So I'm just kind to list some of the guys that I, that I like that you, that you can target. Um, but one thing I, I want to mention first and foremost, one of my favorite golfers – one I'm going to take outright to win the tournament. I think one of my favorite plays of the week – is CT Pan. Um, so hear me out. C T Pan played great last week at the Masters. So his current form is definitely there. And his course history here is really strong. So um he's didn't play here in the last tournament, missed the cut in 2019. Tied for 13th in 2018, tied for six in 2017. So that's two really high positions on a guy coming off really good form. And in a value at under 8K, I think he's a really good value. So um ct pan is one of my favorite plays of the week not just for dfs but also for betting so i love ct pan and then coming down here i think todd's interesting he got fourth tier last year and he's really accurate up the t which listen so these approaches off the t they say accuracy up the t is something to look at so if that's something you're going to put value in then he is obviously one of the more accurate drivers so that's a, certainly something to look at i'm going to skip down a while from there um the next person i'll, I'll mention is alexander norin he had tied for tenth last year. His recent form is kind of a mixed bag. It was kind of a little bit better maybe a month ago. But still, I don't think it's poor. So um, at this price range, he's someone that, that can definitely be interesting. And then you know, Austin Cook won this tournament in 2018 and tied for 11th in 2019. So this is a guy that's done well here. I know this is a guy that, that CLX, I think he was a secret weapon recently in a couple of tournaments yep. ago. So <laughs> um, he's a little bit above the secret weapon price range at this point. But um, he's not like – he didn't – leap up into the 8,000 and 9,000. So he's still someone that you can keep into with your stars and kind of balance out. So I, I do like him a lot this week as well. Um, and then to kind of round out this range, I'm going to drop a little bit further. I think JT Poston could be an interesting play. Um, he tied for 14th here last year. Didn't do too much last week at the Masters, but this is a guy who's been playing better pretty well more recently. Um, same kind of concept with Stuart Sink, um, where he's had a few high finishes here. His, his recent form looks good. Um, so I do think he's definitely someone that's that could be a good target. Um, and the last two guys in this range that I want to mention are Henrik Norlander. I think this is a, a spot to get different with him where he fluctuates, where he's high ownership, low ownership. So I think this is a spot where I have to see what the numbers look at like in the week, but especially if he's low owned, it's going to be a spot where he rebounds and you can get him at a lower price, lower ownership, where he could uh, show up and before his price tag goes back up again, um, where he also has a tied for fifth year and a tied for second in the last four tournaments. Um, and the last guy that I'll mention in this range is Matthew Naismith, who tied for 14 last year. Um, he's been playing well. I like his recent form. I think he'd give you a, a good spot to, to put in.
0: There are so many people in the seven K range. Oh my yeah. God. It is insane. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, I was going to ask a question before we got into the bottom half of the seven K right. range. So right. we, Matthew Wallace, you didn't say his name. He was your secret weapon last week. Did pretty well. I mean, he kind of blew up a little bit on Sunday, unfortunately shooting a 77, but he hit that Eagle on day one, which I know our, our discord chat was very, very excited about, which was pretty darn cool. So you probably felt like a champ that day, but um, no love for him this week. I mean, he's not like crazy priced up, right?
1: No. I mean, he's, I just feel like he's a little too inconsistent. I mean, I, I will absolutely have him in a lineup again. If I'm making 15 to 20, he's in maybe one, maybe two. But in terms of like a core, like base Mm -hmm. of players, like he's he's nowhere near that. So it's kind of one of those things. I almost have to throw him in. Like, I mean, I I already decided yesterday, I was gonna have a lineup of Webb Simpson and like five secret weapons and just like see what happens. Like Austin Cook was a secret weapon. Fratelli was a secret weapon. I have like good guys that are now like priced high that used to be like 2% owned and were like, you know, 6,400. So I'm totally doing that. And that's probably gonna take down the big tournament. So everybody save your money. I'll take down the guaranteed prize pool.
0: Sia's got and the 50k this week. What do you got, Joel?
2: Not that C needs to pat on the back, but that is. That's a very advanced like DFS playing strategy because most people, when they play a guy like that and they do well, it's like I have to go back to him. Right? He cashed for me. I have to keep playing him. And it's like, no, that's not the case, right? He did he did his job for you last week. It's time to move on. This week it's a new week. You don't have to go back to him. If that's not your conviction for this week, move on. Don't feel like you're tied to that player because they
0: did well for you the week before. By the way, um, wait, 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 wait. This coming from Joel,
2: right? Like, <laughs> you,
0: like half the players you're like, well, he, he was in my 50 K lineup like three months ago. So I have to play him again. I mean,
2: come on, man. Well, what do so you that doing? Comes, No, I'm kidding. That, that notion comes from if I like them and they were in my lineup, then I got to go All back right. to them. But it's not necessarily every week I go back to them.
0: I guess we're, we, we're just splitting here's hair on the Wynn Daily <laughs> yeah. Sports Show. What do you got Sia? see
1: well, I was going to say CT Pan is, is a really perfect play for like a large GP, or like a guaranteed prize pool tournament, like a 150 max entry tournament, because everybody, like, this is how you have to think of, of guys like CT Pan. Like, you would think based on what Joel said that he would have, you know, somewhat high ownership. I mean, he was great last week. He's been in pretty good form. But if you look at it, he's tracking at like five, six percent. And that's like pretty low for a guy that, that looks to be playing really well. But then you have to look around. Like, right above him is Taylor Gooch right above him is Doc Redman but right below him are guys like Lee Westwood who was super popular last week and Brendan Todd so all of those more familiar names are going to get suck up all the ownership and here's CT Pan at the end of the day or at the end of or at the beginning of Thursday with 5% ownership and he's playing really well and he has like plenty of upside so when you consider these like 150 max entry you know, if you want to throw one or two lineups, which is like I wouldn't say it's wasting your money, but the odds are definitely against you. like those are the types of plays you have to find to leverage your web Simpsons. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? like that's
0: 100%. that's super important.
1: Um, but the uh, rest of the 7K range, uh, Joel Dahman and h v three like I'm, I'm I, I think they are so good with their irons that they're they're probably both mispriced. They're both pretty popular from an ownership standpoint. but um uh, I like those guys quite a bit and I like Stuart Sink as well um, good with his irons, a, a relatively shorter hitter, which he should do fine on this course with that. And, um, rounding out the seven, like, listen, Cameron Tringale, I'm always on. I always think he has upside. He hasn't really come through for me too much. Super low ownership. I think he's a, a crafty little play at 7,200. And then the other two guys in the 7K range are, um, Griot, who I think is probably underpriced here at 7,200. Terrible putter, but is great with the ball striking. So. He, he should be in some of your lineups. And then Kevin Strillman always seems to get overlooked and uh, I'll have him in some lineups as well. And that, that rounds out the seven K for me. I, yeah. I do like Matthew Smith uh, as well. Just not as much as mm. the guys that I just mentioned.
0: All right. And uh, I think that's fantastic. And so uh, before we hop into the six K range, um, thank you both for all your analysis. As always, we appreciate the out of both of you guys, but our boy, our boy's back. Mr. Higgs, he is back. He defeated the coronavirus. He <laughs> defeated it single-handedly. He is back. Uh, obviously, we're going to play him in all of our lineups just because we have to. It's I think it's, like, obligated. It's contractual at this point. But we will be getting into... So we're going to have Joel go over the 6K range, and then we're going to hop into the 6K range, with CSC is going to have his CS secret weapon. That's a little ration there. You can get that in the Discord chat. It is under 7K, under 5% owned. So anywhere in the six K range, under five percent owned, it's twenty two and two at this point in twenty four attempts. So not that bad. Matthew Wallace again um, was in. We're gonna go with it. I'm not one hundred percent. I'm not gonna fact check this either. But he was in Sticks's fifty K lineup last was, week. So he
1: was. Okay. Wait, hey, he in, fact, in fact, to his credit, he he brought Matt Wallace up even before I deemed him a secret weapon. So mm-hmm. he had some special
0: insight on him as well. But I love anyway. it anyway. There we go. He was a 50K winner last week, Matt Wallace. Hell yeah. Uh, so the secret weapon has been crushing it. This is a little bit different of a tournament compared to the Masters, but I have the utmost confidence in my man, Sia, that it, he will come through. So you can get that in Discord on Wednesday night, winddailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in the expert Discord chat. Nice. I turned it into a little little jingle. Um, so go do that. You get all the PGA, you get all the esports, you get all the MMA, you get all the NFL, you get all the college football, you get some sports betting in there as well. What the hell, guys? Come on. Seven free days in the expert chat. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Joel, talk to me. 6K range. What do we got?
2: Well, first of all, I don't think I need to spend too much time on Higgs. I think we all know how I feel about him. He's, he's, he's our boy.
0: He's our boy. He's,
2: my- <laughs> he's the best. So I hope he's okay from COVID. I say Obviously, in seriousness, same concerns. Anyone recovering from COVID, I just hope they come back to full strength.
0: Um, well, especially but Harry yeah. Higgs.
1: Harry Higgs especially- is in the high-risk category, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I think every sure. week.
0: I think every week now moving forward that Harry Higgs or Henry Higgs, whatever the hell his name is, he's in the field. He's going to be our thumbnail on Google, on, on YouTube. It's just going to be a giant ass thumbnail of that beautiful beaming smile of his. I can't wait. What do you guys think? <laughs> and I just
1: it? say, before I forget this thought, because Cam Smith was in like the, the big ticket lineups that we have, including mine last week as well. Um, a, a TV show with Cam Smith and his mustache and Harry Higgs like who oh. wouldn't watch that show of them just like golfing and drinking beers like John Daly style? Better.
2: Who would put oh. Telly in there with the with the goggles and yeah, yeah, yeah? I mean now we got the cast character.
0: What if we got for uh, like not? For, what if we got them to come on the Wind Daly Sports Show and then we got to drink beer with them and they can critique me to become the world's smallest golfer, youngest golfer as well. <laughs> That's a reality um, TV show. Let's give it a shot. Let's give Jason. Jason, wherever you are, we need more money. Give us more money, Jason. We have the content. Just let us make it. If Sia yeah. can go out and kick field goals in the middle of a pandemic, mind you, I think I deserve the opportunity to become the greatest, youngest, smallest golfer that ever existed. There, we have the name of the show. The greatest, youngest, smallest golfer that ever <laughs> existed. My yeah. God. It, it, you're it's, like, it you're just like flows. Times,
1: you're like three times the size of <laughs> Justin Thomas, by the way.
0: <laughs> far forward, from standing it. Standing on top you're of each other. Far from it. He's barely taller than Nick Saban though, which is pretty funny. They kept showing that it's kind of by like two inches. Nick Saban's smaller shit. Um, all right. Outside of our reality TV show that I can't wait to start to, to just really hit the ground running with Joel. Talk to me about the six K range outside of our boy, Mr. Harry Henry. Of course.
2: of course. So the top of this range, I think there's, there's a few interesting plays that I want to touch on because I think this is where we're really going to be able to find our value to do the stars and scrubs here. So, um, the first one that, that I want to mention is, I'm not sure if you knew this, but it's actually Marvin Gaye's son, Brian Gaye.
0: <laughs> well, he, he's out. So I hope you, you can't play him anymore, unfortunately.
2: Honestly, I was teeing up that joke for the entire <laughs> show. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't move it out. <laughs> so no, but in all seriousness, um, I think, uh, James Hahn is actually a really good value here. James Hahn's current form has been really good. Um, and I think he's a guy that I think probably is a little bit underpriced based on how he's been playing and how the, the field has looked more recently. So um, I think he's definitely someone to target here where you can really round out form. Um, and then the the next play, really right, right in the same the 69 range, I think just the 6,900 price, there's just a lot of interesting guys. Uh, is and Go back to it, right? It's the celebrity families. Mr. Rogers' son, Patrick Rogers. is <laughs> another just great play. But, but and actually, all kidding aside, he actually is a, a really good play this week. He has a really good course history in that he's got second year in 2019, tied for 10th to 2017. Um, and he's a guy that um, is probably a good value. When you're getting a 1600, he could easily be in the high sevens or, or low eights. S- similar type of golfer as those guys. So it's a value with, with good course history here. S- same concept goes with Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell has a tied for 11th. And now his third place was in 2016. So that is five years ago. I'm not sure how much you want to put into that, but. He's done really well here multiple times, so um, if that's someone that you like, if you're going to put a lot of your, your weight on course history, then he's definitely someone in the 6,000 that you can target and feel good about. And then as we scroll down, um, uh, you know, I like Lucas Glover here. You know, I'm normally not a Lucas Glover player. I tend to shy away from him, but now I think his he's finally coming really far down in terms of price tag where you're getting him in the 6,800 range. And he's done well in this course in the past.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking, how do we get Danny Glover? Is he Danny Glover's like nephew? Like what is he to Danny Glover? I have to know.
2: He's Donald Glover's
0: cousin, Danny Glover's um son. There we go. Got it.
2: Obviously. That was (laughs) Um and then also don't forget about Christian Kirk's brother, Chris Kirk, who's also playing in this.
0: (laughs) Shout out Christian Kirk. He's making me look dumb this year.
2: And in fairness, as much as I'm joking and and being funny, the guys that I'm mentioning, I'm not kidding about. These are actually real plays. I'm just making funny puns about their names. But uh, even Chris Kirk himself, Chris Kirk had a tie for fourth in 2018 and tie for 18 in 2016. So he's done well here. And he's a a guy, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was he a a secret weapon of yours in the past as well? Who was it again? Chris Kirk. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you know what? He might have been. I I don't remember. Debatable. Anyway, good play this week. And a really good price tag. Um, and then, you know, I have go I'll just mention a few more names of the six sounds of the target. I like David Hearn at $6,600. He's uh, got three top ten – one top ten, two top 20s, and a tie for 30. So he's consistently done well here at this price tag. It's hard, it's hard to beat someone with that level of consistency on this course. Um, uh ryan Armour, um if you don't know if you guys know this he discovered under armor his family it's the family business so i was awesome. working on that one too I was, <laughs> when
0: i saw his name i was like damn it what's joel gonna do how do we get under armor into this not sponsored by yet but damn it under armor you're missing yeah. a great opportunity
2: yep. just saying yep. <laughs> of course uh kevin garnett's little brother bryce garnett <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm done i can't do this anymore oh,
0: oh. that's awesome. All right. I love yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I'm done here. I'll pass it over to Seattle. What about Kevin Chappelle? Over?
0: Kevin Chappelle. He he kind of looks like Dave Chappelle, <laughs> question mark. Um, <laughs> um, Sia, talk to me a little bit about this. Actually, let me ask this question first. I'll pose it to Joel, and then, then we'll get your take on us here before we hop into the 6K range. With this big of a 6K range, right, as we just made jokes about half the guys here and how they're related to somebody, you can't, I mean, there, there are a few guys, right? Like, there's even some guys that you didn't talk about that we've talked about before, Doug Gim, Tom Hogue, uh, Scott Stallings seems like he's a guy that's just routinely in the 6K range that you and C are both on. How, what is the ownership percentage especially when the 6k range is this big especially if you're gonna go you know web and and ha- and two dudes in the the you know the the, uh, the five digit range say you're making 20 lineups is it 20 different 6k guys is it is it 10 different 6k guys is it weighted because you like some just a little bit more than others talk to me a little bit about that Joel because I think that that would be really helpful especially in this type of tournament where it's just like I mean balls to the wall you have like 50,000 dudes within that just 6k range alone
2: that's a great question. So here's the way to think about that, right? That varies week to week depending on your conviction. So the way I played last week was I was really convicted on my kind of lower salary plays. And I was convinced that one of the top guys would, but I didn't know which one. So I played last week really high ownership on my lower salary guys. I was like, I'm going to get these guys in because I believe in that. And then I'm going to mix and match the top guys. And that was kind of how I split up my labs. You can that changes week to week. That's not the same as I do it every week. So last week I was really on guys like, uh, Smith I was really on Munoz so I had a lot of high percentages of them and then the lower percentages were of DeChambeau Johnson those guys and that's how I mix the match this week it's probably gonna be the opposite I'm gonna probably be a little bit higher on Webb and maybe some of the top guys and then I'm, I'm gonna mix and match some of these guys in the lower fields here but what's interesting about this week is I do have like it's a ton of guys in this field it's gonna be really hard to narrow down but I have a player pool already that's probably 25 to 30 guys that I'm pretty much that's it. I'm just going to mix and match those 25 to 30 the best way that I can for my lineups. But um, I've already got my play pool pretty close to an hour done. Maybe up here and there will be a few mixed matches, but for the most part, I know who my guys are going to be and just about gonna kind of mix mixing and matches the percentages of how much I play them.
0: I love it. And Sia, what about you before you get into the guys that you want to play in that 6K range? How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I actually like a lot of guys in, in this range, but I probably won't be dipping too much into this. I think the bigger the GPP the more I'm gonna be inclined to dip into this range. But like, if I'm, you know, again, I, I'm mostly doing the single entries in the three max. So I'm happy to dip into the the high uh, 6K range. Like some of like some of the guys that Joel talked about, James Hahn, I think is interesting. Um, let's see, um, Roy Sabatini, I was gonna say, but there's another guy I like up here in like that 6,800, 6,700 range. But the point is, yeah, I'm not gonna be too heavy in here for like my main entries. Um, but there's a lot of guys, even if you get down to like 6,500, 6,400, there's a lot of guys that have potential to make this cut and like do some damage. So, mm-hmm. um, but you never want to be too invested in the 6K range. No matter what tournament it is, it's probably not a good idea unless you really have conviction about somebody or unless you're entering like 100 lineups or 50 lineups and then have plenty of dart throws, you know, interspersed with whatever lineups you're making, That that's fine. But if you're making like two or three or four lineups, like a lot of, of our subscribers are doing, or ten, um, you don't you don't want to have too many of these six K guys. Mm, and and
2: don't fall into this trap. If you build a lineup with five guys that are like your perfect five that you feel so good about, and all you have left is six thousand. So you just have to pick a six thousand degree offer. And but I mean don't fall into that trap. Change somebody, make it so that you have conviction on all six guys, because if that one six thousand guy you had to plug in flops, then the whole lineup flops. Because if you don't get five guys across, you're not winning any money. So don't fall into that trap. Just make sure you get six guys that you like. It's you gotta have six. Having five and one failed doesn't help you.
0: Doesn't help at all. All right, see ya. Talk to me about this six K range a little bit more.
1: So I'll go real quick. So James Hahn, I do like. I mean, his his. So I think the last time he played was Bermuda. I'm trying to remember. Um, I actually had him. He, he had like I think he finished 50th. But prior to that, he had three top tens in a row. So clearly he's. I shouldn't say clearly. It appears that he's found something. And because James Hahn is not a name that should be finishing, no matter the tournament, uh, top 10 in three straight tournaments. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense when I actually say it out loud. So I like him. I think he has plenty of upside given what he's done this year since the restart. Um, Doug Gim, I was on last time he was out, and it, and it paid off. He I think he finished 14th in, in whatever tournament I, I had him in. That was probably like a month ago or so. I think he's – honestly, his strokes gain metrics are pretty good. Like he he measures – he grades out really well, and he's 6,700, and he's a name. Remember we were having that conversation. I can't remember which tournament it was, but I was like, yep. I'm going to pick the boring names. And Doug Gim – and I was like kind of being facetious a little bit. But Doug Gim was like one of two two guys I like that have, like the most boring names of all time. And Gim's just a good golfer. Uh, and so at 6,700, I have absolutely no qualms about putting him in one of your like big lineups. He's definitely going to be in some of my big lineups. In fact, I already put an outright on him. Um, I think I put like 12 bucks to win. Like it, he's, he's at like a crazy 125 or 150 to one number. Um, I like Doug Gim. Tom Hogue is is 6,700 as well. He hasn't really done much lately, but he's he's another guy that's classically really good on approach, good with his irons. You don't need to be long off the tee. He's certainly not long off the tee. So I like Tom Hogue. Um, Ryan Armour is another guy that's interesting he's flashed his upside since the restart hasn't been that great since but this is the type of course he can be successful on and now we're getting into complete dart throw territory this is for your like your max entry tournaments um, Kyle Stanley 6500 he's really kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit typically good with his irons typically good on approach typically horrible with this putter but his ball striking hasn't really been that good but he's a guy that's done it before so it's 6500 if you want to jam him in a lineup Feel free. Hudson Swafford at six thousand four hundred. He flashed some upside earlier this year. Hammer and Hank Lebiota. Somebody in the chat was talking about him. Uh, that's the name. Um, I think I coined, but probably somebody coined it before me. Right? Hammer it was and you. Hank. It was yeah, you. it was definitely me. I, yeah. I actually coined to Hammer and Hank uh, Aaron's name as well. I don't
0: know yeah, well, did.
1: my, my did father, you, my great yeah. grandfather, did that. But did well, you, know, you of course wrote the patent for it, right? Right, exactly. Lebiota at 6,400. Um, I like J.J. Spawn at 6,300. And then I got a, I got a thing for this guy, Rob Oppenheim at 6,300. He kind of shows up near leaderboards day one, day two, every once in a while. Um, he's a guy, I didn't even look at his first-round leader numbers, but he's a guy that um you could consider in a lineup if you're going for dark throws. That rounds out the 6K range for me.
0: Well, it almost rounds out the 6K range. There's one player oh, left. It is CSC right. for weapon. And again, you can get that in the Discord chat tomorrow night on windailysports.com backslash chat you get to hop into our expert discord chat hang out with us for seven free days you get all the information that you need to win a bunch of money we just have to listen to people i've been having some conversations please stop putting one dart throw into the millie maker you're not gonna win money please stop it that's not how you win money you listen to the pros see a one seven k Joel won four, Sticks one 50. Um, I'm pretty confident that Patrick did really well uh, as well. He put a bunch of money in, took a bunch of money out. I think Jason didn't do so hot, but he's just the owner of the company. Not that big a deal, not that big a deal. Uh, but just pay attention. These guys know what they're doing. That's why they are the professionals. And that's why I get to ask them questions every week. And I love it. And I love it. And yes, Rob Oppenheim. That there's been there's a couple guys down here, honestly, that we talk about I feel like just about every week. Uh JJ Spawn, we've talked about him a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, nope, never mind. Oh, Hudson Swafford, you said him, Kevin mm-hmm. Chappelle, never said his name before. There's a couple other guys down here that we usually talk about, Jason Hadley. So it's it's interesting. Richie Richie Wierenski, that was who I uh I was thinking oh, he,
1: about. Oh, he was, I think honestly, I think that was my first secret weapon of all yes. time. Mm-hmm. And he came through brilliantly, as it turns out. By the way, it's Kevin Chappell. Um, Going to the chapel and I'm going to get married. That's a thing old
0: people used to say. Wait, what? It's not Chappell? Chappell. It's 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 not not Chappell. Chappell. It's
1: uh, Kevin Chappell.
0: (laughs) The Chappell Show is on Netflix, in case anybody was wondering. Maybe that's where i got it from um all right so that is the dfs breakdown took an hour but i had a lot of laughs i think C and joel had some laughs and s guy i hope you had a lot of laughs as well uh he actually had a couple jokes oh man i missed it um when we were talking about henry harry higgs hasn't missed a meal since the last supper love it absolutely <laughs> love it there we go um so let's that's the dfs breakdown we've talked a little bit about the odds when it comes to those dudes up top but let's uh let's let's get some of those fun ones. Let's get some of those outrights. Let's, let's have a little bit of fun with this thing. Joel, we'll start with you. Talk to me about some of your outrights for the RSM classic.
2: Yeah. So I, I have a couple. So the, the first, uh, I, I do, I think Webb's going to win the tournament. So even though you're not getting great odds, I think he's the winner. Um, I think he's the best golfer in the field by a large margin. So my, my number one bet would be the the most likely winner, which would be Webb. Um, my second play is the one I've already mentioned. Um, uh, which is the only bet I mentioned so far is CT Pen at seventy to one. I think I think he has a good value this week. I think he can compete, and I think um, I think like he's probably underpriced. So like he, he, I think he should probably be closer to the top twenty than he is. So I love CT Pen if you want to go for for a week long. And then my last kind of dart throw, if you want to get um, if you want to get have some fun with a dollar bet at three hundred to one. I like Vaughn Taylor. I think Vaughn Taylor is I like that. way down there. Uh, He has some good course history here. He's been playing well. Uh, I think you get a good value if you want to take a shot on Von Taylor this week.
0: What are Jonathan Vegas's odds? Because I'm going to put a dollar on him no matter what. I'm just kind of curious. Scrolling, (laughs) scrolling, scrolling. Oh, no, Henry Higgs. Oh, geez. Harry Higgs is only 175. That's kind of disappointing. I was kind of hoping for more. Um, All right, cool. See so yeah what do you got for some outright That's bets pretty good value for harry hicks 175 to one to win the tournament do you think he can walk the whole way like do you think he's fall down like what is that he has two courses just does what happens does that do anything i don't know we'll see well he thinks two courses is two meals <laughs> i know i know you got <laughs> it like, there two go. courses this week it's
1: fantastic love it um anyway god the come war- on the pod harry come on the pod after yeah just don't watch anything we've ever <laughs> said about you prior to him. hey man it um, worked last time it worked last time <laughs> that's true okay so um outrights um harold varner hv3 um not to be confused with rg3 or ch3 mm-hmm. 70 to one on on hv3 i think is like Pretty awesome value. Again, I agree. I think Webb Simpson is going to win the tournament, but it's golf. And a guy like Harold the III, who has competed on the top level before, 70 to 1 is like extreme value, in my opinion. Um, Austin Cook and Joel Dahman at 100 to 1. Again, these are guys that can get hot, especially Joel Dahman at 100 to 1. I mean, that's kind of insane. Uh, Cameron Tringale, again, uh, it's kind of my guy 125 to 1, James Hahn, 150 to 1 and Doug Gim 150 to 1. So those are my outrights. Again, these are just kind of long shot plays to put a buck or two on, but uh I particularly like HB3 Cook and Domon. And then uh Gim would be my fourth favorite of the outrights that I just said.
0: I love it. I can't wait. You you're going to have some breaking news in a minute, right, see ya? Oh yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All Jeez. right, Joe. I know. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, Joel, we'll go to you. Uh, who are you liking? Maybe a couple other bets are obviously our first round leaders. Anything else that you want to um, make some? Make me put a dollar on?
2: Yeah. So just the first thing, the first round leader is a little confusing and, and very different because it's a first round leader per course. There's two different courses oh. that they're splitting up. So it's like two different pools that you can pick from and there's different odds for each. So the odds won't be as drastic that they normally are because it's half the field. You don't get as many options. So for that reason, I'm not as excited about the first round leader because you're not getting those big pops at the lower down that you would get because the fields are smaller. So I'm probably not looking at those as much. But in terms of, um, you know, just week long plays and, and other bets to make, the ones I love are get Webb Simpson in many ways as you can. Because listen, it's hard to predict. I think he's going to win. It's hard to, to win a tournament. But I really like if you're going to get top 10, top 20, the top 20 is like minus 186. I might be a little, you might not want to lay that much juice, but top 10 is still plus odds. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. much a, a coin flip. So, I love Webb and I, I don't see him falling out of the top 10. Those are probably my favorite bets this week.
0: I love it. Yeah. First round leader. That is, that is kind of weird. I didn't realize that. Um, if you want Web Simpson at plus 1100 for first round leader, I mean, that's, that's the best odds for him in all. If you love yeah. him that much, I think that's where you're going to put your $10, uh, because that's where you're going to actually get the most value. I mean, he has way, uh, it's, it's, it's way tastier over there. Sia, talk to me a little bit. Do you have some First round leaders for the seaside course for the other side course for Henry Higgs's <laughs> third meal. What do you what do you got? What do you got?
1: Yeah. So okay, so the plantation course, first round leaders. Um, I'm just just because I kind of have to do this, right? HV three and C H three are on the same, they're both on plantation, and they're both god. they're both thirty-three to one. So they've got there's threes everywhere.
0: So I mean, I feel oh, like I, I have is, an
1: obligation to take stars that.
0: Stars are aligning. Oh my I god. Mean, come on. So
1: 33 to one on both of those guys. Kevin Strillman, 40 to one. This again, this is all, this is all plantation course, I believe. Um, Hank, Hammer and Hank Lebiota at 80 to one. Cameron Tringale at 50 to one. And here's the breaking news. The breaking news is that on the plantation course, your first round leader after Thursday is none other
0: Wait, wait, wait. I have uh, 9.07 p.m. on November the 17th, Tuesday.
1: Yes, that's how you know we've beaten Mm -hmm. the clock. This is not Thursday night. It is Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. and your first-round leader on the plantation course at 55 to 1 is none other than Doug Gim. Mm -hmm. There you have Mm -hmm. it. Doug Gim, the most boring name maybe of all time. It might be, honestly. It
0: really might be. Uh, (laughs) You say it, and I want to go to sleep.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Mom and Dad. Okay, so listen, uh, the Seaside course, real quick. I got three names. I could just give you like five, but I've got three names for the Seaside. Are you guys ready? It's kind of breaking news, but not really. Okay, C.T. Pan, I'm, this is this I just stole from Joel just now. Mm. 40 to one, C.T. Pan. Um, St- uh, Stuart Sink, I-, I genuinely love just in general. He's a perfect course fit as far as I'm concerned. Uh, 50 to one. And then here's the breaking news for the Seaside course at 66 to one. I know, two pieces of breaking news. I have to. 66 to one. The name of your first-round leader on the Seaside course is none other than Tom Hoagie. You're welcome, mm. America. Oh my God. Mm. I'm just going to just sit back here and just <laughs> just wallow in all the greatness that is both of those pieces of
0: breaking news. Do you wallow in greatness? I don't know. I, I I Rebel so. in greatness? Yeah, I feel like wallow is kind of a negative term, isn't it? Yeah, like in self-pity. Yeah, I'm just trying to. You know what?
1: I'm just trying to be positive, and I'm trying to turn negative words into positive. He is down.
0: so. He is so conceited that he wallows in his own greatness. <laughs> I've only been so great today. I don't know how to do it, guys. Oh, oh, that's oh fantastic. I love it! I love it! I love I it! over over-conceited, by the way. If you, I mean, if you would. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. See, you're right. You're I'll better at words it. than me. Um, Guys, this was absolutely fantastic. I don't know why, but I had an absolute blast today. Thank you to the, both of you for the laughs and the, the, <laughs> the celebrity names and the the money that we're going to win. Thank you to everybody hanging out in the chat. Mostly S guy. Um, Rocker was there for a minute. He left, but again, Steven as well. I think we, I think we reeled him in. I think he had so much fun last week. I think he's back yeah. again. I think, think he's going to be sticking around for a little while. So we appreciate the highlight of you, Steven. hopefully Joel helps you win some money. And hopefully Joel takes that $4,000 and buys an $80 mic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll never know, I guess. We <laughs> will never know. Um, so ya, yeah, where can everybody find you on the internet in case they want to ask you some questions about, I don't know, sports?
1: Yeah. So you can find me in discord, uh, go to windailysports.com, sign up for that free chat. Super, super, super easy. Mm-hmm. And you can find me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sia sports. I believe the kids are calling it IG Iggy. Yeah. Iggy. Yeah. Yeah. IG, something. Mm-hmm. IG. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on Twitter at Sia super easy. Check me out.
0: Love it. Joel.
2: Yeah, you can
1: <laughs> check,
0: find check me everywhere. Me
2: out. <laughs> Wait, he said, check <laughs> me,
1: check me out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be like hip and cool. You're doing a great job, buddy. Um, oh, thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, Joel, where can everybody find you?
2: You can find me everywhere at Draftmaster Flex. Same name, different place.
0: Same name, different place. You can find me at Michael Rezial1 on Twitter. You can find us at Wind Daily Sports. as Sia said. Super, super easy. A lot of fun. Windalysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in the expert discord chat for Sia, for Joel. For the, ch- the chat, they've been they've been pretty important. For myself and the rest of the Daily Sports family, we appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope you make it a very profitable RSM Classic wow. Sports.